0: To make a donation, visit biblicallycorrectpodcast.org slash donate. And if you enjoy this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. Can you believe in Jesus but still not be saved? Welcome to the Biblically Correct Podcast. Shalom y'all. This is the Biblically Correct Podcast, teaching biblical correctness in a biblically incorrect world. My name is Kevin Jeffrey, I'm a Jewish follower of the Messiah Yeshua, Jesus, and I love teaching the scriptures. Can you believe in Jesus, but still not be saved? In other words, can you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, who paid for your sins, but still not be headed for heaven? Well, according to the Bible, the simple answer is no. Believe in the Master Yeshua, and you will be saved, Acts 16. But what if the Bible also says that being a believer doesn't just mean believing? What if merely believing actually isn't enough? Today I want to explain how you can be a believer in Yeshua, but despite that belief, still might not be saved and receive eternal life. I'm not talking about needing to have a works-based faith or trying to earn your salvation through good works. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that you need to be the kind of believer whose belief moves him to do more than just believe. And my goal today is to warn and exhort you to be that kind of believer. Now, just to be crystal clear, this is what the scriptures say about how we're saved. Paul teaches us in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if you confess with your mouth, Yeshua is master, and believe in your heart that God raised him out of the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, leading to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made, leading to salvation. Peter says in Acts 15.11, But through the unmerited favor or grace of the Master Yeshua, we believe to be saved. And of course, Yeshua, speaking of himself, says in John 3.36, that he who is believing in the Son has life, age enduring. And in John 10.9, he declares, I am the door, if anyone comes in through me, he will be saved so these passages and many more spell it out very plainly if you believe in yeshua repent of your sins and confess with your mouth that he is the master in other words if you're a believer in messiah you will be saved and receive eternal life it's just that simple and yet there's more yeshua also says in john 5:24 he who is hearing my word And is believing Him who sent me has life age enduring. And in John 10, 27 through 28, he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and life age enduring I give to them. So Yeshua here is broadening what it means to be a believer. He says that the one who has eternal life not only believes, but also hears His word. This believer is listening so that he can hear and do what the master says. And the one who hears the word of his master also recognizes his voice, so that wherever he leads, that believer will also follow. So believing in Yeshua means more than just mentally and spiritually accepting something that's true. It's also meant to affect and alter your behavior. It's the kind of belief that influences more than just What we intellectually or emotionally affirm, but the things that we actually do. Following, then, as opposed to simply believing, is active. It tells us to exert real effort in the way we live that supports and promotes our belief in Yeshua and keeps us aimed at the outcome of eternal life. This means that being a believer in Yeshua is supposed to be more than just passively believing. Going to church and waiting to get to heaven. It's supposed to propel us in our daily lives to become active followers of Messiah. So, the matter of whether or not all you need to be saved is to believe depends upon how you define believe. And according to the Master himself, believing is more than just accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. A true believer puts that faith into action and does more than give mental assent, but becomes a follower. So what does it mean then to be a follower of Yeshua? And this is where so many believers fall short and remain ineffective in their walk with God. Because the Master tells us in John 12, 25, exactly what it's going to take. He who is loving his life loses it, and he who is hating his life in this world To life age enduring, to eternal life, will keep it. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. So the Master says that those who follow him and receive eternal life have renounced their lives in this world. In other words, they've stopped loving and serving themselves and instead dedicated their lives to loving and serving him. Yeshua expands on this in Matthew 10, 38, when he says, whoever does not take his execution stake and follow after me is not worthy of me. And in Mark 8, 34, 35, he says, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself and take up his execution stake and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the good news is sake we 'll save it. This is an extension of the salvation discussion that most believers either ignore or were never told about. The master is telling us to deny ourselves just like he did for us when he took up his own execution stake and died on our behalf and very vividly it 's in emulation of this self sacrificial act that he says, "Follow me." He says that if we want to save our lives, then we need to lose them and follow him. We need to die to ourselves, our wants, our preferences, and priorities, and live instead for his sake and for the sake of the good news. But this life of intense self-denial becomes even more so because it's tied not only to our ability to be a true believer and follower of Messiah, but to be a real disciple One who learns from and actually applies the teachings of his master. Again, pointing to his own selfless sacrifice, Yeshua says in Luke 14.27, Whoever does not carry his own execution stake and come after me is not able to be my disciple. In verse 26, he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yet even his own life, he is not able to be my disciple. And in verse 33, he says again, every one of you who does not give up everything that he himself has is not able to be my disciple. Now, this is not usually part of the pitch When we're sharing the good news, which is probably the reason why there are so many passive believers out there with few followers and real disciples. This isn't the kind of thing that most people are willing to sign up for unless they could be made to understand the depth of their current need without Yeshua and the height of their potential gain with Him. To gain Yeshua, to follow Him, and to be His disciple, the Master says we need to carry our own execution stake to love him far more than we love ourselves and even our own families, and to give up everything that we have, everything that holds us back from following wholeheartedly after him. This is the extent of extreme dedication that he not only expects from us, but is necessary to do the hard work of standing up for, demonstrating, and proclaiming the good news. For all the benefits we receive, in both the here and now and in the hereafter, this is the cost we're supposed to be willing to pay when we receive the promise of the free gift of eternal life. We need to set aside and suppress ourselves, our desires, and our very lives and become consumed with living for and following the example of the Master, Yeshua. Peter teaches us this very thing in 2 Kepha chapter 2, verses 21 and 22, reminding us that Yeshua didn't leave us alone in this high pursuit, but that he's left us a clear-cut path to follow. Messiah also suffered for you, leaving himself to you as an example so that you may follow his steps. He who did not commit sin, nor was underhandedness found in his mouth. And Yeshua himself teaches us in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He who is following me will not walk in the darkness, but he will have the light of the life. The greatest act of self-denial that enables us to accomplish all the other ones is to deny ourselves the satisfaction of the flesh and to refuse to commit sin. Only a follower of Yeshua, not a passive believer, can do this by the Spirit of God because he walks the same path of self-denial and self-sacrifice that Messiah walked before us as an example. Only a follower of Yeshua, not a passive believer, can be led out of the darkness of sin and death and brought into Yeshua's glorious light of purity and life. To follow Yeshua then means to follow his example and to be a disciple of his self-sacrificial life the kind of life that dies to self and is willing to give up everything for God and for the advancement of his message of salvation. A profound picture of this can be seen in the account of the blind beggar in Mark chapter 10, where he was sitting on the side of the road and heard Yeshua coming, followed by a huge crowd. And he began to shout out, trying to get Yeshua's attention. And beginning in verse 50, having thrown off his coat, having jumped up, He came to Yeshua, and answering him, Yeshua said, What would you have me do to you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may see again. And Yeshua said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. And immediately he saw again and was following him on the road. What kind of believer would the formerly blind man have been to have been? Miraculously and immediately healed, than to merely thank Yeshua kindly and then go back to begging and sitting on the side of the road. That's the kind of believer that there are far too many of today filling our churches and congregations. Blind beggars who give mental assent to their salvation and all they do is sit passively by the road, resting in the expectation of their eternal security, begging, calling out to God and waiting for Yeshua to come. Instead, we should want to be like that blind man who believed that Yeshua could save him. And when he realized that the Messiah had completely changed his life, he instantly left where he was and immediately began to follow. There was no waiting, no deliberation, no questioning, just instant action. So, the question you need to ask yourself is what kind of believer am I? Am I a believer who is a follower and disciple of Yeshua, emulating his example by daily laying down my life for the sake of the good news and allowing him to change me so that I can walk and be effective in that higher calling? Or am I just a passive believer, maybe religious, maybe praying and worshiping God, maybe having a knowledge of God? but not really making him the focus and purpose of my life, not really being changed and putting my faith into action. Because this question isn't academic. Not being a follower of Messiah isn't just a matter of failing your master, but could very well be a matter of life and death. God didn't give us his son and offer us salvation just to make us feel good and secure while we wait to go home. Eternal life is what's waiting for us at the end of our race, but it's a race in which Yeshua expects us to persevere and run well. Our standing before God is a matter we need to take soberly and seriously, otherwise we're putting ourselves at unnecessary risk. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to the urgent warnings of Yeshua himself. Not everyone who is saying to me, "Master, Master," will come into the reign of the heavens, but he who is doing the will of my Father, Matthew 7:21. And when Yeshua was asked in Luke 13:23, "Sir, are those who are saved only few in number?" He said to them, "Be striving to go in through the narrow door, because many, I say to you, will look to go in and will not be able to." And he adds in Matthew 7:14, how narrow is the gate and tight the road that is leading to the life and few are those finding it. And in Revelation 3:15 through 16 he says, I have known your actions that you are neither cold nor hot. So because you are lukewarm I am about to vomit you out of my mouth. The Master's warnings place our destiny at least partly in our own hands. He says we need to do the will of the Father. We need to find the narrow door. We need to strive to go through it and not be lukewarm in our actions. Life is waiting for us just across that threshold. And for those who believe, the door is wide open. But according to Yeshua, we won't be able to go in unless we also do our part to get there. So if you're a believer in Yeshua, but you're not following him the way you should, does that mean your salvation's in question? Well, in the end, God is the judge, and really, who are we to say? But we would also do well, as Peter says in 2 Kepha 1.10, to be diligent to make our calling and chosenness reliable. According to the scriptures, the matter of whether or not all you need to be saved is to believe depends upon how you define believe. Believing in Yeshua is more than just having faith that he's the Messiah. A true believer also makes changes in his behavior. He not only accepts Yeshua, but emulates him, dedicates his life to him, and becomes a follower. Following Yeshua means more than saying a prayer, being spiritual, worshiping God, going to church, looking forward to heaven, even reading the Bible. Following Yeshua means serving where it's difficult to serve, sharing the good news when it's difficult to share, walking in the spirit when you'd rather walk in the flesh, abandoning yourself to the will of God when you'd rather be doing your own, making disciples, being self-sacrificial with your time and resources, and making God the purpose and priority of your life. Being a follower of Yeshua is a biblical expectation of a true believer, not an option. It's the difference between think about the cross and believe in me versus take up your cross and follow me. This is the cost we should all be joyfully willing to pay, that we might show our unending gratitude for the free gift of eternal life and our worthiness to be his disciple. Paul teaches us in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, that it is by unmerited favor or grace that you are having been saved through faith. And this not of something you did, it is the gift of God, not of your actions so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua for good actions. Which God prepared beforehand so that in them we may walk. Let us walk then in the footsteps of the Master with the confidence that our belief in Messiah leads to righteousness and salvation, and this not of anything we do. But let us also walk with the conviction that part of that belief includes the self sacrificial act of taking up our execution stake daily and following. After him. Let's be the kind of believers who not only believe, but hear. Who not only hear, but follow. Who die to self, deny our desires, and devote our lives to living for the sake of Messiah. So, can you be a believer in Yeshua, but still not be saved? Absolutely not. Because every true believer does more than just believe, he also hears the voice of his master gets up and follows. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Biblically Correct Podcast. If you like this episode and want to see us make more, then we need your help. Visit our website at biblicallycorrectpodcast.org to support the work of Perfect Word Ministries and MJMI with your much-needed donations. And of course, don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, and ring the bell to receive notifications whenever a new episode is posted. If you have any questions about this teaching, or if there are any other topics you'd like to see me cover, leave me a comment or shoot me an email at kevin at perfectword.org. That's kevin at perfectword.org. Until next time, remember that every scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for refuting, for setting a right, and for instruction that is in righteousness, so that the man of God may be fully equipped, having been completed for every good act. Shalom.